Hello and welcome to a series of specials of my podcast Helium Talk. I call them the isolation episodes and for these I'm speaking with people from the art world about the current situation we're all facing these days. I just want to know how artists and gallerists from different countries are dealing with being locked down. I want to apologize if some of these podcasts do not have the same high audio quality as my studio recordings, but reaching out to people around the world online also means very different technical circumstances for some of the interviews. For today's episode, I spoke with Rachel McCulley and Jordi Kerwick, two Australian artists who are currently far away from home. Where are you right now? Where, where do I find you? We are in the south of France, in um, in our living room, and uh, we live near a town called Albi, which is uh, kind of near Toulouse. And how did you get to how did you get to France? I mean, you're from you're from Melbourne, Australia, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. a long way away. We um, I don't know. We've we've always thought about moving here, and uh, just. I just decided to do it one day, and um, within a few months, we uh, we were here. I had to find the right house. We had no idea about this region, so we just got really lucky to discover um, how awesome it was when we arrived. But um, yeah, we're loving it here. Our French is pretty dicey, though. Yeah, our French is terrible. It's not great. Do you? But do you understand people around you? And is that very difficult now, or? Uh, no more than usual. <laughs> Probably less difficult because we don't have to um, talk to anyone outside our house. Yeah. Uh, it's not helping our French mm. progress. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's hard to follow local news. So mm. we rely on uh, friends that we know here to inform us as needed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's good. We're getting there. It's really slow. It's a slow pro. Yeah, it's a slow process. It's really slow. Really slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you any any at any point did you think about going back to Australia now for this time, or you're just hanging in there in France? It did cross my mind. I'm more of a panicker, and yeah. um, I think the immediate knee jerk reaction was mm-hmm. that you know I felt the need to be close to to family back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what difference it would make anyway. It's just more of a comfort thing, I think. Yeah, but. No, we're going to be hanging in there here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. It would be probably a little bit difficult to get back to Australia right now anyway, right? I think difficult and risky and we've got nowhere to live. Um, our house in Australia is rented out. Um, right. But we, yeah, I guess if we know, went home, then we couldn't get back in. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are at school here. Yeah. Like when, I don't know when school's going to go back, but yeah. Um, I think it'll probably create more issues than. So you have, so you have two kids now with you, and. Yes, just gone to sleep. Yeah, we've got uh-huh. two boys, one that just turned six, and a crazy three-year-old. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do your day? How how, how are your days looking like? Now. Um, awful. Like just. <laughs> You know. Not awful. <laughs> not awful. No, not awful. It's just it's it's different because you know we've got a homeschool. And um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just every day is the same. Yeah, now, it's just right? Groundhog Day. You know, you got to you do the same. Um, you know, same drawing, same collage. So do some art stuff. Do some exercise. Um, Rach it does more the teaching, the sort of um, reading and mm-hmm. writing. 
um, the French. So Sonny was getting Sonny was getting somewhere. Um, he didn't speak. Well, the boys don't speak French either, and but they go to French school. Um, and Sonny was making some progress. So others, and then sort of uh, this happened. So his progress will have slowed down significantly. Um, yeah. But uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. What can you do? Nothing. Nothing. That's true. So, yeah. so you, we live in a, a place that has a big property, so at least the mm-hmm. kids have a lot of room to go and run around. Mm-hmm. It could be much worse. Mm. Mm. Yeah, being in a being in a large city right now is probably um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're. But do, did you have any shows cancelled? Exhibitions cancelled now that um, that time. So many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're super busy now, but I mean, said, yeah. What kind of shows were cancelled for you? So I had, um, well, not cancelled, but I had a, a solo at um, my gallery in Sydney, Pier Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was scheduled to open on Thursday. So we had to move that online instead. So mm-hmm. in terms of the timing, I'd already sent everything down there. So we just proceeded and made it a, a more virtual experience. Uh, Jordi and I were also planning to do the Auckland Art Fair together mm-hmm. with Pierre Mark and that was um, that was happening in April, so that got cancelled as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordi, you had more as well? Yeah, I had a, um, I had a um, book launch at the LA Art Book Fair with Part 2 Gallery and then a solo that was opening... Uh, First first week of next month, um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the the Auckland Art Fair and what else? Something else. Oh, already yeah, enough of it. Show in London and a, and a group show in um in Dusseldorf actually. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, they're all done, which is a bit sad, but um it's not the end of the world. It's just mm. yeah. It's just, Where was that in Dusseldorf? Which gallery? Uh, Satara, Satara. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that would have been cool, but um, it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, I think you're currently now in the in the position that you can still produce artwork. Is the artwork already? You know, your, your work is, or more, more importantly, very interesting because I haven't spoken to any artist yet who had a virtual opening. So how how was that? How did that go? Um, I guess it was just, uh, it was all kind of hitting in Australia um, on like the day or two around the opening. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, I think the communication was a bit unclear about what was meant to be open and not open. And so okay. it was kind of going to be open until some days before. And then we thought that people could still attend, but suddenly that got shut down like on the day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it was just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, just um, putting things on the website and I just comped a video together because that was the only thing I could think of to, to show people uh, what it looked like because at least they got to install it. So mm-hmm. I was happy that that could happen still. I think after you work at something for so long, um, the idea of it not even going on the walls was a bit devastating. So mm-hmm. I was happy that they could do that for me at least. Mm. Yeah. So did they do some kind of virtual or or uh, streaming or so for the opening or? Um, not really, because I don't think they could even go there. Uh, the, really, yeah, legally they're not even they weren't supposed to be there. Okay, <laughs> not not even not even the owners of the gallery. 
they did a, um, a video talk. Yeah, so they, yeah, not yeah. A, not essential movement, you know. It's supposed to be, <laughs> supposed to be all hunkered down. So, um, but yeah, okay. poor Rach. I feel sorry for her. I mean, it sucks, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'll get over it. There was a couple of days of of mourning, but then <laughs> had to accept the way it is. Yeah, it's something it's something we all have to accept. I'm speaking now with a lot of artists um, about this, uh, you know, because they, um, you know, basically everyone has kind of some kind of show cancelled or has no real way now to 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 sell artwork. You know, not even the galleries can sell work. I mean, yeah. uh, with our place, we we we've. Uh, well, cancelled, postponed our exhibition that was supposed to open this week. Mm -hmm. April 3 is on Friday, I think. We're planning on doing something virtual instead, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's also, like, I think a lot of, I mean, most galleries that I know are trying to do this now. And uh, even though we all have, a, I mean, we, we're supposed to have time, <laughs> more time now. But mm -hmm. it's when you have a family, when you have kids, um, I think that's out of the window. Because, I mean, we're just, when my wife and I were, also kind of trying to separate out times you know when yeah. you know when do you you know take care of the of of, of, our, of our youngest and and vice versa so yeah, do nice. you let you paint or we've always um we've always painted around each chaos. other like it, it generally yeah. is chaotic you know in the mm -hmm. house we they didn't start school until september so until then we did have them with us 24 7 yeah. And so we've always painted with them around. We had a few months of experiencing what it's like with them at school and wow. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. You're slightly more efficient and um, you can get a lot more done. But, yeah, we're used to the chaos. We, took, we, we sort of we started really painting more seriously amongst two dogs and two boys and, you know, so the um, that chaotic house is, is nothing that we can't grapple with in terms of making work. Um, mm -hmm. We've got a studio across the road which we haven't used in the last couple of months much because it's been too cold um but now now that the weather's changing it's a little, it's nice to get over there a bit of a sanctuary which is beautiful mm -hmm. and we should um, be able to tag team some more i think yeah yeah where one of us can get out of the house for a while and maintain sanity and yeah mm -hmm. it's yeah. it's really weird because i really want to i really really want to make new work yeah. but i also can't be bothered like uh, mm -hmm. you know because i think when you have you've made all this work for all these shows and then so you've got this excess, you know, you've got stock coming out of your backside, which is, you know, mm -hmm. annoying and, and, and purposefully made. And then I've got all these other ideas, but I guess with the with with not knowing what's going to happen, you kind of, yeah, I'm excited to work and equally I'm happy to do nothing as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. so if you can get two or three hours in a day, then that's like, that's fine. And at least you feel like you've done something. But um yeah, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. It's really, really weird because you've because you've made the work for your last mm -hmm. show and you're ready for the evolution after that work, but there's no telling when you're actually going to be able to show that work or make that work or if there's any point in making that work for a while. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a strange feeling. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, For me, it's also, I mean, it's, I've basically, I mean, the ideas that I had before, I've I mean, I mean, I threw a lot of them out of the window. I'm thinking about something completely different to do right now, but not because of I don't want to do art that is necessarily related to the Corona crisis or anything. Oh. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't feel like 
I don't know. I want to do those things. So I'm really hesitant in actually starting with uh, with with stuff. I don't know. I mean, your your show in in in, in Sydney um, that is very distinct, and you know, sort of kind of the kind of the drawings that you're doing for that, or you've done for that. Are you continuing this now? Or are you, I don't know, looking for you know, sort of is is the is the whole situation influencing your work that sort of you're going to do yeah, now next? So I'll. I'll continue doing the text work. That was mm-hmm. predominantly what made up the the show, um, and it's a really good time, I think, to continue that work. I, I can kind mm-hmm. of treat it as a bit of a visual diary, I suppose. I can get thoughts out there, and um, I recently launched the Truth Selves Project where I'm getting people to anonymously submit their confessions and true thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's great timing for that, actually, because I'm getting some some excellent um, ideas. So I'll continue doing the text work, definitely, and I'm also just playing around um, with with other stuff, revisiting old ideas. I think in stressful situations I tend to go back to more minimalist and abstract work and so I'm playing around with some stuff there and, and also the materials I'm just conscious of using um, uh, like I don't know how how long the the art the canvas supplier will be open for, so I'm I'm being careful with how many I use and just going to paper at the moment, which I haven't really worked on before. So okay. yeah, just um, playing with new things and so much downtime. I guess you can, you can afford to just play and make mistakes, and it's fine. Yeah, it's also not going to be like once this is over and we're going to wake up again or humanity is going to wake up again that everybody's going to start buying our artworks again. You know, I think there will be some time when people will not necessarily buy any artwork yeah. <laughs> of anyone. Yeah. Unless it's unless it's unless it's a good investment, you know. But yeah. I think Germany's uh at least Germany's got a good a good arts grant package they're rolling out. Um mm-hmm. to artists. I saw I read a headline the other day. Uh mm-hmm. 90, 80, 80, uh, was 80 million, 90 million euros for German artists. Wow. Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, they, they're trying to support the arts and culture because that's pretty, you know, sort of all have been hit pretty harsh. I mean, not just artists who paint and or, you know, sculptures or whatever, but it's also like the, the whole entertainment and music, musicians, uh, all the shows are cancelled. And, you know, these days you make, you don't make money from Spotify, you make money from playing gigs, you know, so... Right. Um, all this is out of the window now. So yeah, I think we have a pretty pretty comprehensive package. We have to see how this rolls out. It's just about to start to roll out, um, and it um, it's something that I don't know. You have to see how long it actually lasts for for, for you know the whole thing um, to see whether it's whether it's actually you know sort of helping artists in the long run. Or not, but I think there would be. I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been in this business for some, some time, and the last big crisis that we had, not as dramatic as now, because only financially related, was two thousand eight. Mm. Yeah. Time between two thousand eight and two thousand twelve was was very very rough, extremely rough mm-hmm. um, for me, for example, for many galleries who don't exist anymore, yeah. um, and uh, and that's also means that there's you know less place for artists to show and to to sell their work. So there will definitely be a lot of damage. Um, pretty yeah. sure about that. But you know, as you said, Jordi, what can you do? You just you know, I mean, you can only continue to paint and see what's what's happening. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's completely uncontrollable. There's nothing you can do to influence it uh, either way. So um, yeah, you know, I guess 
stressing about it doesn't it's not necessarily going to help you unfortunately Mm. um but yeah i'm sure i mean i think everyone will have their little meltdowns around what's going to happen and you know what's going to happen with their Mm -hmm. practice and yeah i don't know maybe mine hasn't come yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe my meltdown is it's it's, it hasn't come yet it'll it'll come eventually um but yeah yeah so but it's, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what people roll out and how, how much it influences their work over the next 12 to 24 months. Um, yeah. You know, the idea around mortality and um, lack of freedom, you know, I guess in, in some ways everyone knows that they've bunkered down um, for a good cause, you know. You should be self-isolating and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But still, it still feels like someone's still telling you, you, can, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's a lack of choice. It is the most interesting sort of um, restriction to grapple with. I think it's just yeah. We even just to go for a drive would be incredible. Now going for a drive would be beautiful. Just get a bit of green and and see the hills and yeah. But can't do that. Mm. Yeah, for 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 a while. But even the, I mean, here in Germany, people can still go outside. I mean, in groups of two maximum, or with your family, mm-hmm. and try to you know sort of stay away from everyone else. It's kind of a weird feeling. I mean, when you go through Hamburg and um, some parts have to continue just like normal, you know, so people still have to buy groceries and things like yeah. that. But going going to supermarkets have become a well, a weird, weird thing. I went to this last Friday, I went to a supermarket and for the first time I thought I'd wear a mask, which Germans mm-hmm. don't probably like to do, and, and gloves. Which I, you know, sort of, I mean, we, I mean, we're, I mean, I mean, I'm a craftsman. I'm a, I'm an artist. I have all this stuff lying around. I don't need to buy masks or anything. I have them in my, in my mm-hmm. workshop, um, and gloves as well. So I went to the supermarket, and I was the only one with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people were, people were still looking kind of strange at me. And when right. I was thinking, yeah, maybe you should look thankful a little bit because I'm, I'm not necessarily protecting myself. I'm trying to protect everybody else. You know, That's so right. around yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah. I think that would be that would be a change that has to come, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the visual. It's the shock of seeing, yeah, seeing such such um, such precautions being being made. So, um, yeah, we've got some big spray masks, some huge, big sort of dark beta looking things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> like I kind of want. I do kind of want to wear it. Just a shock. Yeah. Just a shock. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like going to the supermarket now, it's like playing dodgeball. It's like kind of. You know, you got to keep away from everyone, and you want to—you don't want to be there longer than you can, than you should be. Um, and then you feel bad for the people who have to work. You know, I feel really shitty for them. Legitimately, feel really bad. You know that that they're sort of in there amongst it, um, and also very thankful, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a—it's just a really—it's a really really weird time. Um, and I think Rach, Rach and I said today we were just talking about. Um, what do you want to make sure, like, you know, you don't regret over this period? You know, I wish I, oh, we had all that downtime. I wish I would have done X or I wish I would have done Y. Um, mm-hmm. So I think after sort of now, we're, what are we, two weeks in? Mm-hmm. Two yeah. weeks in? <laughs> now that, yeah, two weeks have passed, we, we'll probably start thinking about that more, more so than than than, than art and, um, yeah, work. Yeah, I, I mm. guess, yeah, so for us to be less less work and more sort of, I think just settling into it and using the time to just be together more and um, 
you know, the kids are at school now, so we're not going to get this time back with them, I guess, as children and just making time to really play with them and, Mm -hmm. you know, be at their level and, yeah, have some fun together. Mm -hmm. So... As an a bit here, like you're 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 an uh, as an artist couple, you're in that situation that you're usually working, I don't know, from home or from studio most of the time anyway. So you're you're, you're used to having a lot of time with each others. Yeah, it's not so, much of a change for us to be honest. Yeah, to be completely honest, George, this feels like nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was yeah. born for this sort of isolation. It doesn't make any. It, it, has, yeah. it hasn't impacted me apart from having to drop the kids at school. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, there is basically it's ninety five percent the same. Yeah, um, Jordy's basically thriving. This is his absolute dream, being a hermit. He loves it. It's yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's no problem for me. Um, I mean, even because we're out in the country, we order we order paints online. You know, a lot of our, um, our, our a lot of the things we order and and um, paint suppliers are online. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it feels it's kind of almost normal for me. I'm bloody sick of cooking, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be nice to uh, it'll be nice to go out for dinner or takeaway even. Oh, yeah, anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So for me, Rach, it's it's pretty normal, mate. To be honest, it's pretty it's pretty standard. Um, I'm still you know teasing and Rach. I actually just end up talking most of the time. So ninety percent of dialogue is is. Well, I guess it's sort of a sort of monologue, really. He does. Jordy just talks dribble all day. Yeah, all day. It's me talking and and Rachel just listening or pretending to listen. So okay, yeah. It's about about the 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 times we're in, or just no, no, just no, no. All about anything that pops into his head or uh, singing and teasing, teasing our children. So he's basically one of the children that I have to say, please stop teasing. This, you know. It's to Geordie just as much. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought. I always thought. Firstly, when I got married, that you sort of grow up twenty percent. You know, to become more of a man, and that didn't really happen. And then when you have a child, you double that again. You know, so you're real. You know, you're a serious, real kind of person, and that hasn't happened. Now we're two kids, two dogs in, and um, I'm still. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for me, man. I think I'm always going to be. <laughs> I think I'm always going to be a child. Which is which is fine and disappointing, but, but yeah. Why is that disappointing? I mean, that, oh, I don't yeah. know. My dad, you know, my dad's kind of he was a, he's a pretty serious kind of cat and was responsible and and um, I think I'm responsible, but like just I just creep into yeah. responsible, you know, like I just just um, make the threshold of being called responsible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so your wife is the only real adult in the house. Or? It feels that way. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to become the more responsible one. I'm not naturally that way inclined either, but one of us had to step up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good teamwork then. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've like tried to um, put a routine together for the kids. You know, I drew up. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, our day, it starts at this time. You have free time and then we're going to do this lesson and then this lesson. And out of two weeks, I think we've been able to stick to it maybe two days. So three, three. Was it three? I don't we've even done three. know. Three we're structured just, school oh, days. We're, <laughs> we're just, we're focused that routine. Yeah. yeah, but that's a challenge anyway. I mean, my my, my son, Maxime, my, our youngest, we, um, we built... Um, 
I spent more time here at the woodshop building stuff with him together than actually working on paintings. Uh, but we built a, a chalkboard so that we can actually write the daily plan on there. So it took us two days to build that. That was like, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and now everything that's on that is just like today. And that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Best intention. He'll never get that at school, you know, that time with his dad learning a craft, uh, yeah. having that one-on-one -on -one time. That's invaluable, I think. I can't teach my boys anything like that. I can teach them how to change a light globe maybe, um, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, no, yeah. I, think, I think that's invaluable, George, to be honest, like that spending that time with, with your son and showing him how to build something. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I don't know how, how, in, in, how, how the situation is in France, but here the school gives so much material for the kids to learn. They could actually sit five hours a day just sitting down doing stuff for, for the school, but we're not teachers, you know? I mean, we we understand most of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's in third grade. We I, Some of these things I don't, I was never interested in when I was at school, so I'm not interested in it now, you know? So yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not very helpful there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I think the first like week, it, feel, yeah. it, it felt like the school was more intent on giving us things to teach. And the second week, it already felt like they pulled back. Like, no, but it's back. Mm -hmm. Got more emails coming through. Oh, we just back. haven't looked at them yet. Apologies, but <laughs> I'm wrong. Everything's still back at normal. Yeah, it's hard also for us because you know, obviously, everything's in French and we don't speak. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean. Uh, as I said, we're, our capacity is getting better. Our, our ability is getting better, but it's still, I mean, we're learning, for God's sake, <laughs> teaching our kids, you know, yeah. in French. So, um, I actually did teach for one year. I trained as a, a teacher. I went back to uni and I did a, a graduate diploma in teaching for primary school. And I, uh, I only did it for one year because I realised I didn't have much patience. But I, um, I had thought about doing homeschooling when we first moved here. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got some supplies and I'd started playing around and I'm thankful I decided to, to send them to school in the end. But um, but it's handy now, so I'm, I can still do activities with them and pull out some things. It has no routine or agenda. I just kind of decide spur of the moment what we're going to do and they're kind of enjoying it, I think. They like that. Yeah, they like their little home class. Yeah, because it's it's about a quarter of the time it should be. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very relaxed environment. It is, it is. Mm. And my son hates it, but still. I mean, it's my wife's taking care of most of the schooling too. Yeah. I mean, I think she's just... She's also an academic, so and I've never learned anything. So for me, it's probably harder to sit down and do yeah. math. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know, getting getting a little bit about to your to your to your art. I mean, did you when you met? You both were art students, or you both were already artists, or you were you know sort of you influenced each other in your art, or is it just like a pure coincidence that uh, you were well, an uh, artist couple? Yeah, we definitely didn't start out that way. So okay. I I always did art through school and at university. Um, but I, I didn't pursue it uh, directly after uni. Well, I kind of stayed in creative fields, but I decided to do more of the, the other side, more of the business admin and um, go in that direction. I, I just dabbled over the years, but nothing serious. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and Geordie. So we knew each other when we were young, like in high school, and then reconnected um, when we were 29, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, after we got together, Geordie started dabbling. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I uh, Rach, uh, work was work was really stressful, so Rach bought me some paints and mm-hmm. I started uh, making just awful paintings, really, really bad. Oh, what were you working? What was it? Uh, we had a we had a we had a few businesses, um, mainly in education, um, mm-hmm. and we had a couple. We worked with a couple of gyms, and yeah, sort of sort of like a, a jack of all trades, um, mm-hmm. mostly marketing and branding, and mm-hmm. um, cut a very very long story short. It all failed miserably, <laughs> and and in the end, I had to um, turn to art. Yeah, because it was. It was actually, you know, helping support our family more so than the business in the end. And, um, yeah, and sort of, yeah. So by virtue of extreme failure um, within my professional <laughs> career, I was a- able to become an artist, um, which I think it usually goes the other way. <laughs> usually it's having a go at art and then, and then you know, if it doesn't work, succumbing to sort of nine to five. But, yeah, it worked. It was the opposite for me. Um, which it's is funny. Geordie's got... Um, I reckon some kind of addictive personality, like not with everything, but um, with the art. So he went so heavily into it. So I used to think that I had, you know, a bit of knowledge about art and I was starting to educate him. And then suddenly it's basically like he's done a fine arts degree within six months, like the amount of learning that he did, amount of mm-hmm. like um, reading and um, and the practice. So he was just painting and drawing every day, every night, Fully into it, weren't you? Yeah, it yeah, I loved it. I mean, I still, it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird now because it's if I'm, yeah, it's my job, and in my spare time when I'm relaxing, I still want to paint. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's still it's my hobby and my job. So, yeah, it's weird, but um, but yeah. So that's so we we and then yeah, Rach Rach was doing some textile art, and then I started I, weaving when. Um, after I had my first son. Mm-hmm. So I was on maternity leave at the time and um, just struggling with anxiety and boredom and just like the whole change of life um, and pace, um, I guess, my role in the world and decided to start weaving and, and really got into that uh, at the same time as Geordie started the painting. So we kind of started this the creative journey at the same time, but it took me a couple of years to to go back to painting and that was mm-hmm. probably at Geordie's prodding. He kept telling me, pick up a brush, pick up the brush, and I think I was just being stubborn. Um, and I finally did, but it was more just to do a study for my textile work and then once mm-hmm. I did that, I just I dropped the textiles and I kept going with the paints. And mm. um, I think we do probably influence each other a bit. I don't know how conscious it is, but... Um, by working together, you know, we're listening to the same staff, we're using the same paint supplies, we're seeing each other's work and different palettes that we're yeah. using and I think we bounce off each other a bit there. Just the, the process of making is is dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Oh, really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're very, very different in our practice. Yeah. yeah. The results are all, also different. I mean, you're both working in a... Um, in an abstract way, in a, in a in a way, you know, but not really. You know, sort of. Mm. I look at it, um, 
and um, and I think if I mean I think it 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 works well together for me when I I mean I met I've I've uh, I've seen Jordi's work first you know through. Through Rune Christensen, who did this group show at the gallery and who said, well, let's invite uh, Jordi. And then after a while, I s I've found your work and um, online, I mean, through Jordi, I think, through Instagram and stuff. And yeah. and I never thought it's 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 very similar, but I've thought it's very interesting to see how when you're when you're a couple and you're living together and working together, something that I can't even imagine. You know, my wife is a is a, is a psychotherapist. You know, so she's yeah. uh, she studied psychology and um, and I'm very thankful for that. I mean, not that she's not because of the psychology, but just because yeah. she's doing something something different. Um, um, yeah, she can't help me. <laughs> and um, so, but it's uh, it's it's very interesting. It's actually very interesting. So, have you ever done a show together? As a couple, is that something that you think could work? Or yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I, we I, we did um, in Portugal um, with um, and I'm going to say it wrong. I always say it wrong. Andingen, Andingen, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, with Highland from there. So mm-hmm. we went and um, stayed at the holdout, the space, the residency, has, yeah. the residency in um, Alcobaça, yeah. which is. Mm-hmm amazing place oh it's beautiful yeah it's sensational. Um, yeah and so we showed our work there together and, and we're um, supposed to do in Auckland the art fair coming up we're supposed to be um, a booth just with our work together mm. um, which would been great um, but obviously not meant to be but yeah I'd love to I, I feel like I'd like to do a show with Rachel more than Rachel likes to do it with me that's not true yeah I feel <laughs> you know I, I, I don't know I just think um Jordy kept trying to make me do text pieces based on the text that he comes up with. Yes. <laughs> I spent half my day trying to think of text, but then I tell Rach, and if I tell her, I know she won't use them anyway. So either way, it's like pointless. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ex- you know, I want to do something with Rach for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea of doing something biggish, you know, making some big work, having less, um, less pieces and just some big, bold work, you know, like three pieces each in a show. Mm. Or something like that, and just making big and loud, and and you know, um, well, I guess Rach makes them thought provoking, and you know, to a degree, I think my work would just sort of support Rach's. So Rach would take, I feel like her work would take the lead, and then I would support it. Oh, thanks, Joe. That's, that's nice. my that's what that's my way of thinking. I have no idea. That's just that's just me. You know, I guess you know, beauty of arts, interpretational, and people might see it otherwise. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd love to do something. Um, I mean, Rachel's yeah. work shows a little bit more structure than, you know, it looks a little bit more structured than yours probably, you know. Yeah. Yours, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Def- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, if you yeah. see the way that we work, it's hysterically different. Geordie yeah. um, really yeah. is quite raw in his approach and um, very fluid, you know, with, with how it turns out. And I am completely um, control freak and I'm, I'm trying to stop that I think that's been a great influence that Geordie's had. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'd look at a painting. He'll ask me, "What do you, you know? What do you think of this?" And I look at it, and I'm like, oh. like to me, I'm like, "Oh, it's just, it's not balanced. Oh, it's kind of hurting me. Oh God!" And then I sit on it a little bit longer. I'm like, "No, actually, I love it. You know, just the surprise elements. Like, no, it shouldn't work, but it really does. Um, and so it's making me, I guess, be more open." To um, you know, mm-hmm. if it palette or just you know, it doesn't have to go exactly there. Stop being a freak. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the, I mean, when you said you just, I mean, it's, it's, you didn't start out as artists. Um, yeah. Over the recent few years, you you, your work, I mean, you have been a kind of a success story in a way you've, you have a lot of exhibitions and a lot of only, I think uh, end of last year I had somebody from New York calling me about if I have any work of yours left. And we went through because he was so confused because there's so much work on artsy and most of it is without price, which is usually people galleries think is a smart move to do, not mentioning the price because it might go up and then they have the other price in there. I think there's a lot of speculation in that. Is that something that you've, that you've expected at some point? Is it something that you, that you understand how it works? Um, especially in regards to, I mean, we had this discussion, you know, sort of when I, when I tried to find out how much are your pieces w worth now, you know, you know, I talked with Rasmus who's exhibiting you in Albor, he had an idea, then you see on, on Artsy, you see galleries going and taking off the prices and saying contact for price. Um, so making a mystery out of it, how do you, yeah. how, 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 A, how did that happen that, you know, sort of people start to go go crazy about this and and b how is it how how do you how do you deal with that because i mean this is probably not the reason why you started to paint no um so i think um so no it was never planned it was never planned to answer your question really simply it was just more so around uh making stuff that i really like making and um and trying to Trying to perfect something that I know can never be perfected in that, you know, just a really basic still life. You can never, you'll never perfect it. You know, you could make four million and you'll never, it'll never be perfect, so to speak. So being comfortable knowing that I can always just make these flowers and always try to make them better and knowing that um, they'll always be interesting and there's always enough options in them uh, enough to, um, to continue to make a career, you know, basing myself um, almost Not, not intentionally, not intentionally branding myself, but but knowing that um, I could come back to these flowers that were interesting enough that people would want um, to maybe own one, you know, like if 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 they thought it was worthy. Um, uh, in terms of the pricing and stuff, man, I, I actually, it's funny you say that because I don't have that kind of um, transparency around um, uh, with a lot of the stuff on Artsy. I don't look, I don't like, I wouldn't even know what's on Artsy. Um, I guess you've got to sort of just when you work with the gallery, you you've just got to take a back, a real back step, you know, a back seat. Um, that's that's their level of expertise, and that's and I guess you know I don't want to step in their feet when it comes to um, them showing pricing or not showing pricing. I don't have a strong opinion on either, um, rightfully or wrongfully. I don't know. But the other problem is also. Um, I also think there's a huge issue with um, with currency. Currency is a real bummer you know, in terms of um, when when stocks and markets dip. Um, you know, the Australian dollar uh, traditionally gets pummeled by the pound. The pound battles the euro pretty well. US is always around the euro. Um, the Japanese yen. I mean, it's. Trying to keep up with the world is really hard. I think that's the challenge with the galleries is trying to stay across the currency, um, trying not to outprice yourself. I think a lot of people, to, I'm in a really weird space when that I, I, I don't I don't know if everyone buys my work because they like it or whether they think it's going to be an investment. I have, I have no idea. I mean, these, again, these are things you never really know. Um, so 
if there's a currency dip, you don't want to be cheaper than everyone else. You don't want to be more expensive because you know that then that's going to be creating more market competition. Um, but to be honest, mate, these are all assumptions that I make and I know how to make off the back of a previous career, you know, like understanding market value. Um, and, and But the amount of discussions I've had with galleries around this, I could, you know, I could count on one hand, you know, basically, you know, basically zero. Um, yeah. So, it's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's, it's an incredibly humbling thing. I'll never, ever, ever... Uh, stop appreciating anyone who who deems my work you know um you know something i'd like to buy i really appreciate that i think it's i think it's a good approach from 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 your side if you say well i'm, I'm trying to keep this transparent but how should you you know if you have a menu how many galleries are working with you now a lot uh i don't know um i'll probably, probably work consistently with five four or five five yeah mm -hmm. um which which is uh which is amazing, and they're all and they're all kind of different, which is really cool as well. Um, I always, you know, I guess strategically from a from a business perspective, I always think it's good to spread your risk and work in try to work in different con continents. You know, mm -hmm. Asia, Australasia, Europe, US, UK, um, uh, yeah, and and then in the event that that a catastrophe like now happens, <laughs> you, you 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 might be able to still. Um, um, generate some income in, in in different markets. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked with some with some brilliant galleries, all really great people. As I said, they're all really different as well. They're all like distinct, uh, yeah, very distinctly different. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's You're very hands off in terms of managing your own pricing between the galleries. Very hands off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very hands off. I mean, I don't. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's it's hard, mate, with the whole market value thing. Like, I mean, now the big question is 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 what is anything worth at the moment? Um, you know, so yeah. which which I can't answer. Um, yeah, it's just be interesting to see how quickly galleries and artists can pivot to to find a way to make art available in a mm -hmm. way that sees a gallery survive. It sees a collector feel like they've had a win. And keeps putting food on the table for an artist, and I, I kind of think that works on paper is is a good way to keep to keep people engaged. You know, a lower price point, mm -hmm. they're still getting something kind of cool. Um, yeah. Um, bizarrely, in inquiries haven't slowed down at all, but I think there's that retail therapy. I think people just feel better for inquiring about work, um, mm -hmm. and they're not going to buy anything because well, I totally understand what I wouldn't anyway because it's a crazy time. Yeah. But just an inquiring mate, that sort of it, 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 um, scratches that itch a little bit. So I think I think it'll bounce back. I think things will be okay eventually. But for now, I think it's um, yeah. I just don't know how long you have to batten. Yeah, uh, for. yeah. I think yeah. you got to. I think you got to stay proactive. And I think works on paper. Trying to work with galleries. I don't, you know, you don't want to see any any gallery go down. Um, you know. Um, the overheads again. Being a failed businessman, I know exactly how it feels to have fixed overheads. Governments still aren't clear around um, around rent reductions or, or forgiveness when it comes to actually paying rent at all. Staff are being laid off. You know, it's a really it's a bloody awful situation for everyone. Like nobody's winning. Nobody's winning. So I think coming up with a model like you know works on paper something really basic like that where the gallery can win, the artist can win and the collector can win is something that um, 
needs to be thoroughly considered and, and driven, particularly in a time like this. Um, you know, no one's going to go and drop, no one wants to go and drop 10,000 euros on a painting now or 20,000 euros on a painting, you know, like, but, but would they drop 300 euros? Yeah, I reckon. 400 euros. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Yeah, also, also, if they can get hold of those works then, I mean, because shipping a large painting is complex and complicated and also pretty expensive. Yeah. And probably something that is more difficult now than, than sending a roll with papers, um, with drawings in there or smaller packages, you know? Yeah. I mean, Thinking it's fast, fast, it's cost effective. As I said, it's, for me, it's a model, uh, for the interim that everybody wins, mm-hmm. you know, that everyone yeah. can, everyone can get some value out of. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be doing that and, and working with galleries to see what, you know, make sure we can keep as many doors open as we can. Um, mm-hmm. The staffing thing sucks because, you know, if the gallery is not operational and they've got two or three staff and it's not even open, I mean, how long can they afford to keep the staff on? I'd say, what, two weeks tops, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's, I mean, most galleries have very, very few staff in the first place. I mean, most of the galleries, the, the mid-level galleries are, you know, sort of owner-run places that oh. sometimes have one or two employees. I mean, before 2008, around that time, I had like, I think, seven or eight people working for Helium Cowboy. Wow. You know, that was good times, you know, in, uh, oh. in, in terms also that, you know, sort of you can do so much then you know you can do so many you can do good shows you can do catalogs you can do real pr you have you know so we had all these crazy things all these shows that we did all the fairs that we did and that was only possible because there are so many people that you know and then like two years later i was alone you know it's funny you say that there's also a level of freedom in that as well i mean that's also yeah it's just bringing back to, to grassroots and just doing your own thing which i think is also quite lovely um yeah yeah i think it's it's not about i think we are we're we are working in a, in a, in a, in a business i mean when you're an artist you're not necessarily in in a business you you're an artist you you know you create work you know sort of their business aspect is you know sort of not necessarily on 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 in, in your responsibility um but if you're if you're a gallery we're working in a in a luxury segment in a way, you know. So that is right now, it's not very important um, to to most people to spend their money on on on, on new paintings and new works. So yeah. I think what 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 we have to look into is like how do we, you know, sort of probably entertain people in a way you know like you see this online a lot i mean probably i don't know with you guys your 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 i mean all our internet behavior has probably changed we're spending more time on instagram and social media than than before i mean most people do i'm pretty sure and and have time to to look at things i mean i see it also as a responsibility if it's a gallery or as an artist not as a responsibility but something that nice that we can do is like when we when we try to engage with people out there who probably just you know starting to get super bored at some time and you know maybe yeah, you have more time to look at things I, I was i was chatting to a, a a mate last night and he was you know we're talking about actual value of works on paper because he said you know do you think if someone offers me 400 pounds 500 pounds for a drawing but i know it's a thousand pound drawing should i take it and i said any day of the week you know of course you have to you got a responsibility to yourself he says yeah but isn't that going to destroy my future market value and then um, and then we had this really interesting, you know, discussion around economics around, you know, right now though, mate, there's no guarantee there is going to be a market, you know, in, in 12 months and 24 months. And there's no guarantee that, 
um, you know, in two or three weeks' time, you're gonna, you will be able to put food on your table. So therefore, um, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And yeah. and that's the sort of same mentality. I think I think um, you know the the um, small to medium sized galleries need to take on as well. Is just keep things moving. Find a way to um, to work with artists. Yes, um, you know, because as I said, I don't, I don't for some for some people, three hundred euros. Uh, Every two or three months is not gonna is not gonna hurt them dramatically at the moment, mm-hmm. and they can buy a drawing or work on paper, um, and they'll probably get it much cheaper than it otherwise would be anyway. So there is some sort of sense of a of a win, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, trying to sell big paintings, trying to um, yeah, trying to trying to push work um, that would, you would usually be a focus. Uh, oh. I think it's a bit of a waste of time at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, not only the cost of them, but I think you rely on um, like physically seeing those bigger ones at scale to get that impact, right? No one says, yeah, I'll I'll win. Some people do. But um, yeah, if you get if if someone's gonna if someone's gonna pay a lot of lot of money for for a Mm -hmm. big work, usually they want to see it, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, because everything because it's such a global market now, everything we make is here, everything we've made for shows is not going to be sent because it costs too much to sit in somewhere that might probably isn't even going to be open. So it's, 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 I think everyone has to sort of reconsider and rethink how they do, mm-hmm. how they do work because I know for a fact, I don't want to go and send 20 paintings out this week because um, it's going to cost a small fortune of which you don't know when you're going to get that money back, if you'll get that money back at all. So, mm-hmm. um, Consumerism sort of needs to, to to change a little bit. I think expectation, but also, um, yeah, artists thinking about um, being, you know, and, and some. Uh, there's no right or wrong in this, but some, you know, value their work at X amount, and that's what they sell, and they're not going to get the budget on that on that dollar value. Whereas I think um, in a time like this, you need to be far more fluid. You know, you need to. Um, be prepared to move on that because the market value of work at the moment probably isn't very high in general. Everybody's personal. I also don't think it's going to be judged upon what happened in these months. You know, I mean, I don't I think that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I mean, there are people that are speculating on art, and but it's not necessarily. I think we're not at that point yet in our careers that where we say okay you know sort of it's a gamble you know mm-hmm. um it might be some people you know especially probably with your with your work now jordy but i think for most artists this does not apply you know so if you go in these times and you have somebody who's who's offering you good coin for uh, for a work on paper or a different kind of work or you work in general just i think it's also okay to not talk about that you know i mean just yeah. do it you know i yeah, mean no, it's also everybody's going to survive everyone's going to find a way yeah. to keep moving um and it's also funny but what you know what i've learned the last three weeks is that even at a time where shit hits the fan and everything's gone to hell <laughs> People still want art and people still like that makes them feel better. You know, it mm-hmm. does make them feel better. So making stuff um, I think is important irrespective of whether people buy it or not or just see it on Instagram or, you know, on the internet somewhere. Um, if, if that helps them for two, you know, two or three seconds a day, just mm. having a look and make them smile, it's probably worth it. Um, but I had a collector pass on a really nice message the other day that bought a work from my show who said it was, um, it was basically a memento from this time to really remember um, you know, what's happened and um, about, you know, yeah. community and society and 
more love and kindness. It was the end more peace. I thought it was, it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also probably, and I mean, it's also keeping Yeah, it's, it's true. It's kind of, it's not necessary. You know, souvenir is probably the wrong word, but I'm not a native speaker. So I'm just using that. But if you have look at this time and you have the opportunity to buy from a show, that's, that's not really an exhibition like your exhibition now in Sydney, you know, I mean, there's not many people that will actually be able to visit it you know, sort of um, yeah. in, in person, experiences in person, but having a piece from that time from one of these exhibitions. I mean, the primary motivation to buy a piece of work should always be that you really want it and you, that you really like it, you know? But yeah. if you find something that you like right now and you buy it from one of these ghost shows, mm. that's, uh, that's yeah, also like that. very <laughs> unique. Yeah, very unique. Yeah. But your work is usually large formats, right? Or larger format, Rachel? Mine? Yeah, or is that um, also small for me? Both. I I think my favorite size is 120 by 160 centimeters. Yeah, well, that's big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also do a lot of 60 by 75s. Yeah. That's generally the smallest I'll go, except for now with the paperwork, so I'm going smaller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when, um, when the markets went to shit back in 2008, we did a lot of, shows afterwards with works on paper too like when we oh. i still had these these art fairs that we were going to in 2009 i went with john bergerman to new york and we had uh, our plan was to do everything on location mm -hmm. so we don't we didn't bring anything uh, except for computers and we built uh, from wood we found and we stole from the fairgrounds and stuff like we built a lab situation like a like it was called lossy data lab and um it was very comical it was very funny we were five days we were in character so to say like making research and john was creating all these paperworks and in the end these paperworks it paid for our costs that we had because we would have had to do the fair anyway or cancel it and pay a fine of what ten thousand fifteen thousand dollars yeah. or so and that was a good idea to do it and then the next year we did a show at the volta in new york with boris and same thing we just agreed on doing paperwork and he did two punching back installations that he put in his in his luggage but we didn't ship anything so yeah. like one thing is to think about these times is think about the shipping aspect how this get work how does work get from one point to another point? And as I said, you know, small packages, rolls, fabric or whatever that you can send, you know, don't think about framing now. Yeah. I think the yeah. show that I've got in Sydney, I think that was the first time possibly they just went unframed. You know, we're just yeah. kind of cutting out any additional costs that were unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 All right. Guys, um, I don't want to keep you much longer. I mean, you have your free time now with the kids in bed, finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I had a, because it's daylight savings now, which we didn't realize, actually. Oh, no, we had we, no idea. Uh, every day is the same. Yeah, so every day is, it doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could have done this in three hours. It would have been the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So You still know what day it is? Uh, you still know? I had to think about it this morning, and I was, yeah, it's Sunday. So we know that much. But, um, yeah, I mean, tomorrow we'll be doing much the same. The day after and the day yeah. after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll just get out. it's good. We've, we actually brought our dogs over from Australia. So that's been a godsend, mm -hmm. actually. Our little, we've got um, miniature schnauzers, little German dogs. And mm -hmm. um, it's been good having them here because they kind of keep your company in, and sane as well. And a good excuse to get out and walk them yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot for doing this. Thanks Thank you so much for having us. us. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, George.
Well, thank you for listening today. I will be back with more talks shortly. If you have any questions for me or my guests, I'm happy to hear them all. Just send me a mail to hello at heliumtalk.com or a direct message on my Instagram at heliumcowboy. Stay safe and healthy and take good care of everyone around you. Hey, I'm talking.